Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily, where we bring you some of the latest and most important developments in the global automotive industry. And General Motors dropped a bombshell this morning, announcing that Mary Barra will become the next CEO starting next month. CFO Dan Ammon will now become the president of the company. Mark Royce will take over Barra's job as the head of product development and purchasing, while Alan Beatty will take over Royce's job as head of North American operations. Steve Gursky, currently vice chairman, will leave the company in April, though he will remain on the board. Here's my AutoLine Insight. This is an historic announcement, with Barra being the first female CEO in the history of the automotive industry. I think this is a good move, as she has shown a knack for getting things done inside GM using a collaborative management style. And I like the other appointments as well. Current CEO Dan Ackerson will win accolades for leaving GM in such a strong position. Reportedly, he decided to leave next month because his wife was diagnosed with cancer, and we wish her well in her recovery. But I think there might be another reason why Ackerson knew it was the right time to leave. The U.S. Treasury made it official yesterday. It sold off all the stock it owned in General Motors, which is now trading at about $40 a share. Merrill Lynch believes that price could go even higher if the company starts paying a dividend next year and starts buying back shares. It forecasts GM will post a $5.6 billion profit this year, growing to $9.2 billion in 2015. Now that GM has the government motors monkey off its back, that could bring more customers into its showrooms. However, the Canadian government still owns about 7% of GM stock, and the UAW Viva has about 9%. While taxpayers took a loss on the bailout of GM and Chrysler, a new study from the Center for Automotive Research says letting those companies fail would have cost a lot more money. The bailout saved about 1.5 million jobs in the U.S. and prevented the loss of $105 billion in personal and social insurance tax collections. In an effort to improve communication, efficiency, globalization, and standardization at its assembly plants, Ford is teaming up with Siemens on a new pilot program. The software is called Intosight, and it's a cloud-based web application that shows a 3D version of assembly plants that users can navigate through. It's even detailed enough to see what's in the parts bin at an individual workstation. The system also allows for the upload and access of content from any location around the world. So, if there's an issue at a plant in Michigan that might fix a problem in Chongqing, China, a worker could upload a video or picture showing how to resolve the issue. The two companies have been working on the system for about a year, but it's still strictly a pilot program, so no word yet if it will actually be rolled out. You know, in just about an hour or so, the finalists will be announced for the North American Car and Truck of the Year Awards. I'm on the jury for that award. In fact, I'm one of the original members of the organizing committee that started the award 20 years ago. None of us on the jury know who the finalists will be, but that doesn't stop me from trying to take a guess. 
So my prediction for the three finalists for Car of the Year are the Chevrolet Corvette, the Cadillac CTS, and the Mazda 3. My prediction for the truck finalists are the Chevy Silverado, the Jeep Cherokee, and the Range Rover Sport. Coming up next, I want to tell you about the next executive on our shortlist to win the AutoLine Executive of the Year Award. There's so much to love about Bridgestone's Dueler tires. The amazing traction, the quiet, comfortable ride, and they're really tough. It's like loving three tires in one. In two weeks' time, we're going to announce the first recipient of the Autoline Executive of the Year Award. I've put together a blue ribbon panel of automotive experts and asked them to help me choose the one automotive executive from any car company any in the world, anywhere in the world who stood out above all the others. For the past two months, we've been arguing and debating the strengths and weaknesses of a number of execs. Yesterday, I gave you our thoughts on Akio Toyota. Today, we turn to the next exec who made our short list. Subaru is an amazing car company that just keeps on growing and growing and not by a small amount. The company sailed right through the Great Recession without slowing down at all, posting record sales and profits in the process. At a time when many believe that a car company needs to sell 6 million vehicles a year to get the scale that it needs to compete, last year Subaru only sold about 750,000 cars. But who is most responsible for Subaru's success? Yasuyuki Yoshinaga is the CEO of Fuji Heavy Industries, which is Subaru's parent company in Japan. But even though it is a Japanese company, Subaru's amazing success has largely happened in the U.S. market. The CEO of Subaru of America is Takeshi Tachimori, yet he's only been in that position for a little over two years, and Subaru's success started well before he got there. And that's why our discussion soon focused on Tom Dahl, the president, the chief operating officer, and the CFO. He really runs all the operations at Subaru of America, and he's been with the company for over 30 years, so he is no flash in the pan. Like I said, we'll be announcing who the recipient of the Executive of the Year Award is at the end of next week, but Tom Dahl is definitely on the short list. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching, and you know, we'll be right back here again tomorrow.